Hello everybody, hello and welcome. Welcome to Essex Church, where this community of Kensington Unitarians meets each week for worship on a Sunday morning, as well as for other activities during the week. We're a community created by all who walk through our doors. So whether this is your first time here, whether you're still out there on some form of transport struggling to get here, whether you're somebody who visits from afar when you can, or, or someone for whom this really feels like your spiritual home. You are all welcome here this morning. And we are all on this mysterious journey of life and full of the many and varied experiences that life brings. But for all of us, I think, it's good to make time for quiet reflection time to explore with others this phenomenon we share called being human. Now, one interesting thing about being human for me is our ability to be in many places at the same time. Our bodies may be here in this physical space while our minds are busy elsewhere and our emotions are doing their own little dance, all of their own. So I invite you, if you want to, take a moment now to align yourself, to bring yourself together. We are physical beings here and now. We are our thoughts and our feelings. And we are also, I believe, some spark of mystery. Call it spirit, call it soul, Call it God, call it a great unknown. The name is less important than the ability we have to imagine ourselves as something greater than ourselves. Tiny, unique, flashes of the divine that join us together with all that is, all part of the great stream of life itself. It's good to be together. Welcome, welcome one and all. The um, people listening to our podcast sometime in the future will not hear what some of us might be hearing now, the fact that our fan is trying to turn itself into a combine harvester. But <laughs> we'll just keep an eye on its health and well-being. Many, many weeks when we light this chalice, we explain that it's a worldwide symbol of our Unitarian and Unitarian Universalist congregation, and that similar chalices are being lit in places as far afield as India, the Philippines, Uganda, Canada, and Transylvania, as well as here in congregations in the United Kingdom. So today I've lit this flame in recognition of the bravery of those who have gone before us, who were prepared to face tyranny and oppression in order to win the right to worship freely in accord with their own conscience. And because they were prepared to make a stand for the cause of freedom, we have our free church today. And I light this chalice in recognition and in gratitude. And I have a short reading by um, a writer I really appreciate, Kent Nurban. I think that's how you um, translate his name. 
and he, he wrote a book called Letters to My Son. It could have been Letters to Anybody, but it was about what he thought was important for a young person to know. And I found this piece on the value of travel. And I wonder if it might speak to you, travelers, as I know we have amongst us. The value of travel. So this is why we need to travel, he writes. If, if we don't offer ourselves to the unknown, our senses dull. Our world becomes small and we lose our sense of wonder. Our eyes don't lift to the horizon and our ears don't hear the sounds around us. The edge is taken off our experience and, and we pass our days in a routine that is both comfortable and limiting. We wake up one day and find that we have lost our dreams in order to protect our days. So don't let yourself become one of these people. The fear of the unknown and the lure of the comfortable will conspire to keep you from taking the chances the traveller has to take. But if you take them, you will never regret your choice. To be sure, there will be moments of doubt when you stand, perhaps, alone on an empty road in an icy rain, or when you are ill with fever in a rented bed. But as the pains of the moment will come, so too will they fall away. And in the end, you will be so much richer, so much stronger, so much clearer, so much happier, and so much better a person that all the risk and the hardship will seem like nothing compared to the knowledge and the wisdom you have gained. Words from Kent Nurburn on the value of travel. And let's take those uh, thoughts now into a, a time of prayer and reflection. This, the reading described the value of travel, especially for a young person. And as we move into this time of prayer and reflection, I invite you to hold in, in your hearts and in your awareness all those people in the world who are prevented from travelling and all people who are forced to move. So let us pray for all people who have had to leave their homes for any reason all displaced persons, refugees, asylum seekers, migrants. It may be hard for many of us to imagine what it is like to know you must leave your country and seek refuge. But those of us who are blessed with homes of comfort and safety can surely give thanks for the blessings we have. There are some among us who are far from the place we know as home. Some with joy, some with sadness. If you are away from home, I hope you feel truly welcomed here. Let us think of those far from home with love 
and with commitment to help all people feel welcome, wherever they are. And may we also remember with compassion that there are many people in our world unable to travel. People with no passport or no visa or a passport that will not allow you entry to any other country in the world. People forced to remain where they are because of poverty perhaps or oppressive regimes because perhaps of cultures that repress the imagination of other ways of being. May we who are free feel deep gratitude for our freedoms. Let's never take that good fortune for granted. The issue of refugees and displaced people is a concern throughout our world. So let us pray for the lawmakers and enforcers who have such a difficult task. May they be blessed with compassion in words and action. When the words economic migrant are used to describe people that some developed countries are trying to shut out, oh, may we have the humility and the grasp of history required to remind us that our good fortune is based entirely on our ancestors moving about this earth, seeking better conditions for themselves and their offspring. That's us. And in our own lives, let us never slip into complacency in our thinking, but, but rather be ever grateful for that which we have. Ever attentive to the needs of others and doing what we can, however small, to make this world of ours, this precious world, ever more just, more humane, more compassionate, a bit friendlier and kinder. And to that aspiration, let us say together, Amen. Amen. So this reading that Janine and I are going to share every third Thursday is a celebration of free faith and our particular freedom to find inspiration in all of the world's faiths. It reminds me how lucky I am as a minister to be able to freely explore all the world's religions because in this day and age not many religious leaders have this kind of freedom. So see what you think. I wonder if this description resonates with any of your feelings about faith. Every third Tuesday, I'm a Buddhist. I empty my mind and lighten my heart and try to let go of attachments. Every other Friday, I am a Christian. I look for the least of these and try to love God and my neighbour. The full moon of the month finds me Wiccan. 
I honour the dual nature of God and find my rhythm as maiden, mother or crone. On the 15th of the month, I am humanist and I respect science, integrity of fellow humans and all that we have learned and have made. Every fourth Wednesday, I am Hindu. I take a breath and understand that what is unfinished now will remain for me to continue next life. On alternate Fridays, I am Jewish. May Adonai bless you and keep you, I tell my children, softly touching each head. And the Thursdays and the Mondays and the Saturdays and Sundays, all of the other days in between, find me reading or listening or watching. Philosophers, Muslims, Mormons, Baha'i and more fill my heart, touch my soul, and yet... The one thing that none of these provide, to me, is the certitude that they are the one. They lend me wisdom and they sing to my heart. They cause me to question, they help me find answers. They make me more me. And at the end of the day, every day, I'm Unitarian Universalist. And so with all my heart and all my soul, all my mind and all my strength, I honour this faith and I hold it close. And it lets me run free. of shared silence with a guided meditation which you're welcome to follow or allow your mind to wander freely as it wishes. This guided meditation will invite you to explore freedom in your own lives and if you do follow my words and you find images or senses coming to you which seem unrelated, that's okay. Just trust that that's what your inner self or unconscious mind feel is right for you. 
This guided meditation is longer than is usual, so please allow yourself to settle into it. I'm going to guide you for about seven minutes, and then there'll be a period of about three minutes silence. And that silence will be ended by three chimes from our Tibetan bowl, bringing you back into the presence of this room, encouraging you to wiggle your fingers and toes and to open your eyes if they were closed. So I invite you now to take this time to get comfortable, to settle in your chair, putting down what you don't need to hold or carry in your hands or in your mind. Rest your feet on the floor. Maybe close your eyes and relax your breathing as you can. Although you may be aware of different noises coming from outside or in this room, you can let them just drift past and turn your attention inwards now, gently following my words as I guide you. And I invite you to imagine or sense you are standing in a place you know quite well. Somewhere you feel relaxed and at peace. However, this time, this place you know is slightly different to how you normally know it as you notice that beyond a doorway or gateway, there are three paths which lead off through a meadow. I invite you to choose a path to follow Maybe you choose the path you feel most drawn to. Or maybe you just choose one which seems familiar in some way. Maybe the one which is very different to you is the one that appeals most. But whichever one you choose, it's your choice. Once chosen, you start a journey walking along the path you chose. And as you do, you notice the feel of the path underneath you, sensing with the soles of your feet whether the surface is hard or soft, smooth or uneven. Notice too 
Your speed as you go. Is yours a leisurely walk? A fast-paced hike? Or a gentle stroll? As you walk, notice any scents and smells of the meadow, maybe from wild flowers or other things. Hear the sounds around you. Can you hear wind blowing through the grass or flies buzzing around? Maybe you hear the rushing of the stream that's nearby. Catching a glimpse of this stream you see the sunlight glisten on the water, shimmering and shining, reflecting the sun's powerful presence on this warm, sunny day. And just at this moment, a gentle breeze blows and you feel its coolness on your skin. That coolness makes you aware that whilst walking, the days become even warmer and you wish to seek some shade. You look around and off in the distance, you see a line of trees, a wood or forest perhaps, which will give you plenty of the refreshing shade you seek. So you head there. Very soon, you find yourself under the canopy of leaves, trees all around you. You can sense the slight and welcome drop in temperature. And you walk on a bit further until you come to a place which seems just right to sit down for a while. Maybe there's a bench, or there's a tree trunk that you can be supported by. You rest for a while, enjoying the cooling breaths of fresh air, feeling really relaxed and supported.
And as you sit there, you start to think about what it means to have freedom and choice. You begin to consider all the freedoms you've experienced, all the freedoms you've really appreciated in your own life so far. And perhaps you find yourself imagining some freedoms you'd like to enjoy more new freedoms you've yet to experience. So take some time to consider these things as we share the silence together now. So our, our ministry theme for the month of July is freedom and liberation, concepts that we're exploring in all of our services. And today we are celebrating our human freedoms to walk the good earth on which we live. Not surprising, I reckon, that we value this um, freedom. For most of human history, we have been nomadic people moving around to find the best food sources, seeking out safe places to rest our heads. Settling in one place is, is still a relatively new way of being in that great arc of human existence. There's some nomadic DNA, I like to think, in all of us. Now it comes out in me when I find blackberries or bilberries or an apple tree that somebody seems to uh, have left on its own. My inner hunter-gatherer comes to the fore. And it really delights me that across most of Europe people go out picking mushrooms in late summer. Um, not something that we get to do much here. Now here in England though we are fortunate to have many ancient rights of way 
footpaths and green lanes, uh, bridleways that cross our countryside, our right to walk them is enshrined in law. But the so-called right to roam, the freedom to walk where you will, so long as you cause no damage, now that right has been hard won through various campaigns over the last century or so. And perhaps most famous of these were the Kinder Trespassers of 1932, when some 500 walkers approached the Kinder Scout Moorland of Derbyshire. How many of us have been up there? Not oh yeah, one or two. It's, it's bleak, believe me. Uh, it's situated in the South Pennine Hills in a triangle of land between Manchester, Sheffield and Derby. These moorlands were then, and they still are, places where landowners shoot grouse for sport. And the ramblers argued that they should be able to walk on those moors when it wasn't the shooting season, so long as they did no damage. This campaign for people to have access to the countryside didn't actually succeed until an act of parliament came into effect in 2005. Back in 1932, the kinder trespassers resulted in prison sentences for six of those walkers and led uh, folk singer Ewan McCall to write this song, The Manchester Rambler, that Benji has kindly agreed to sing, although he did explain that a Manchester accent is beyond him, and that is, we're not asking that of you, Benji. But as he sings, let's us imagine the joy of somebody who works in a textile factory six days a week and long working days, and then having a day off and heading out for those hills. The chorus says, I may be a wage slave on Monday, but I am a free man on Sunday.
Thank you. Thank you, Benji. We often take freedoms for granted, don't we? And perhaps we only notice when they're threatened in some way or another, or when we contrast our own lives with the lives of others. We heard earlier on about the value of travel in that piece Kent Nairburn wrote for his son. And it's through travel that I've realised how fortunate we are in England to have such a system of footpaths so clearly marked. There's many countries where it's hard to find a single footpath to walk upon. But compared with some countries, especially Scandinavia, I know how limited our freedom to roam still is here. So let me introduce you to a Norwegian concept, free luftsliv. You'll find it printed on your order of service in case you're already interested in how it's spelt. Free luftsliv. I was practicing this last night. Um, it translates as free air life but it holds far greater meaning than this. It's a philosophy, it's a foundation stone of the Norwegian education system, and it describes the importance of being in nature, being part of nature for so many Scandinavians. In these countries, you're truly free to roam and camp on any land, unless it's somebody else's garden, and you're always told, obviously, to take great good care of the land on which you walk. No litter, no dangerous fires. Freedom is very precious, isn't it? Our freedom to worship as Unitarians, as our consciences dictate, it matters greatly to me. What a relief to be not told what we must think or believe. What a relief not to have to pretend. What a relief not to live in fear. I was um, moved this week by photos on social media posted by some young women in a Middle Eastern country where currently they are not allowed to dance in public. Some of them had uh, bravely filmed themselves dancing at home, on the streets, as teenagers sometimes do if they are free to do so. And it's one issue of many in, in such a land and I applaud their bravery. There is, is probably little we can do to help those young women gain the right to dance. But in such circumstances, where we are called simply to witness the struggles others face, I think we do well to revisit our own freedoms and be sure we are truly noticing and valuing those freedoms, not just taking them for granted. So on our happy wanderer sheet, I was so pleased when I found the little picture at the top. <laughs> I've, um, I've just written some suggestions that you might like to jot things down for at some point. Freedoms in life that I value, freedoms that I'd like to explore more. Because it does us good to feel gratitude. Gratitude for freedoms we oft take for granted, oft won by the previous struggles of others. I'm really grateful for the freedom to roam, for the freedom to vote, freedom to have a good education, freedom of health care, economic freedom, especially as a woman, although I know there's plenty more to be done on that score in this country, and our freedom of belief. I look forward to hearing of freedoms you appreciate and the freedoms you'd like to explore more. Happy wandering, everyone. Let us sing our closing song, which is The Happy Wanderer. I couldn't resist singing this. 
let's, let's do our best as we sing <laughs> of loving to go wandering. May each of us enjoy our freedom to roam, to be part of the natural world, to think our own thoughts and forge our own identities. And may we hold in our hearts the earnest desire that all people of the earth might enjoy the freedoms we oft take for granted. And may this be so for the greater good of all. Amen. Go well and blessed be.
Yeah.